listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the 9to5 Entertainment System. Uh, if you enjoy 90s, I know I say this at the top of every show, but I mean it deeply and sincerely from the bottom of my heart. If you really like the show, please consider going to patreon.com slash 9to5cc and subscribing to the 90s Deluxe Package. There you will get access to Bonus Time, which is a bonus episode that we record uh, after each and every single solitary uh, 90s. Did I say bonus time? I meant garbage time. Whatever. Uh, on this week's garbage time, we talk a bunch about vampires and AEW. But on the main show, the one you're listening to right now, we talk about the something awful forums and how low tax died. We talk about the tragedy that occurred at a Travis Scott concert in Astro World. And we also talk about some movies that uh, are big blockbuster type films like Shang-Chi and Dune. Stick around and listen to the show that you're already listening to. It's 90s. Actually, a cool board game. No shit. Uh, where one of you is a ghost, and the rest of you, uh, or actually, no, one of you I think represents like a medium or whatever, and then the rest of you are like investigators. And the medium gets like clues from the ghost, but it's like words and image cards, <laughs> and they know what they're trying to. You know, as the medium, what's trying to get across, but your only like way of communicating with the players is like through using the words and the images which are all like super disjointed so you like you'll put them together to kind of like form a phrase that then will like maybe indicate like check the curtains and if you like check the curtains you can give them like the real clue or whatever yeah. or if you but if you can't get them to like check the curtains it's like a wasted clue yeah so it was a bummer like... in in this D session they didn't have enough of like that kind of mechanic to enable communication between the dead players and the living players mm-hmm. it was like you could you could roll a charisma check to like influence the world and put like five pounds of pressure on something or like scratch a little message into the frost somewhere, but mm-hmm. it was like a little too rough. So like we kind of didn't really know how to communicate. And then also we're just, like a charisma dumpstat party. So everybody's a charisma dumpstat. So we failed <laughs> test after test after test. Whatever, it was still a good session. If if you yeah. guys use a medium to try to contact me after I die, um, yeah. bring out the cards against humanity. That's what I'm saying. Forget Is that these, how you only will communicate? Forget these, like, check the curtains, disjointed cards. No, no. It's just CAH. Pooping back and forth forever. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Scott, where are you? Pooping back and forth forever? <laughs> that checks out. She gets She's got out. the gift. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's a good board game. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's it. I, I, the just drunk drunko mark kind of like messed up some of the mechanics and like messed up where some of the clues were and stuff because i think it's one of those games that has to be like meticulously set up to like make it go i think it was at the lick manor even and he was just like he's like let's do mysterium yeah we played it downstairs you guys were maybe doing arkham or something upstairs right uh we're i was gonna say we're reunited uh but we were actually all three together we just didn't have a garbage time last week so or cameras or cameras. Or, that's what happened. We're back, though. And not that In tragic times. In tragic times? Was it? Is it? Do you want know. to talk about Richard Kianka? I do. I mean, that wasn't what I was referring to when I said tragic times. There are oh. so many other things. There, I have two good death stories, and the, the oh. low tax is one of them. Oh. Not really a tragedy. Well, I mean... You know, kind of. So... There's... 
Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Richard Lotex Kanka was the founder of a website, Something Awful. Something Awful, you might have heard of it, you might not, but even if you have not heard of it, you have definitely witnessed or, or like, yeah, seen the output of creation from that well, website. all your base, right? Like, like, like that's, with, without a doubt, if you're even any kind of, like, an internet nerd, you know the all yeah. your base meme. And that was, like, that's, like, categorically linked to Something Awful forums. Yeah, well, not just that, but like the the Photoshop Fridays that they did, mm-hmm. like funny images out of Photoshop Fridays, have been around for twenty two years or whatever. The site was founded yeah. in ninety nine, and it's still going. There's really not a lot of like Web one point like websites that still have a presence in the world. And mm-hmm. um, this guy, like, it was you know people have said on on the something awful forums, it, it, a lot of that was like it kind of in spite of him as opposed to being because of him, but. That's not totally fair. It was his his website. Well, I mean, like, there's so there's a a really good. Have you read the Vice article about it? Like the oral history yeah, of something yeah. awful on Vice. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's like some of the stuff that, like, for instance, like he hated memes and like the recycling of jokes, mm-hmm. which is like very important on the internet, and he hated it. So when you say like it got popular in spite of him, like just that in of itself is that like just like the recycling and rehashing of like the same joke again and again. Apparently, yeah. he hated that. And that yeah, was like, but that drove new stuff always being put on the site. Like there was always new funny shit on there. Yeah. But even though if it was often like rehashed of another shit, it could be like the same, you know what I mean? Like, I mean like a meme, right? Like one of those caption things where if you just yeah. keep changing up the caption of the same image, yeah. it's still a new joke, even if it's the same picture. Well, right? So look, th- this is another way to say that it's part of his work, right? 4chan would never have been 4chan if he hadn't banned furry porn off of something awful forums. Yeah. Right. Uh, there's, there's a hilarious, uh, hilarious meme that I saw yeah. where they were just sort of like, they're like, never, they're like, never realized how true this was or whatever. And it's like one of those, like, um, like a conspiracy map or whatever. And then like someone is like, like 2001 or whatever, like low tax bans, like furry, like furry hentai on yeah. something awful. Then it's like, January 2021, the Capitol riots. <laughs> and like in the middle, there's like 4chan and this and that and like all of these like different pieces. And Absolutely like, true. <laughs> like, the the tang- tang- tangled web of that moment <laughs> that led to the Capitol riots. And and that's why in the email thread, I was like, he, even if he doesn't deserve a place in history, he's like one of those Gavrio Princip types who was was like was he the snowflake that pushed the avalanche down like maybe would it have happened without him sure but he was still the guy who did it well it, it's one of those like uh like people were just saying they were like if there's like a mount rushmore of like internet culture like he's on it yeah <laughs> basically well, right like i'm not 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 the internet internet culture yeah right like like not necessarily from a tech perspective but i guess it would be like him like moot yeah, like Ebom, uh, Ebom, Ebom. I mean, you don't have to like yeah. him, but he's definitely there for sure. Yeah. For, it, he's actually like a similar, maybe a little sleazier, if if, if yeah, such a possible. thing could be said. Don't stay internet <laughs> culture isn't sleazy though. No, yeah, don't, exactly. Don't do that. <laughs> There's a reason they're on the mountain. Yeah, exactly. That's it. And so, hey, when and and shot himself. If I understand yeah. correctly. So, I mean, it's a dark, dark story. I think it's mm-hmm. three. It might have been two ex-wives with kids coming after him for money. Uh, credible accusations of domestic violence. 
very recently before he committed suicide, the um, uh, judge found in his ex-wives' favor and was sending, like, was collecting money off of him. Mm-hmm. He made 400 grand selling something awful last year and essentially spent it all, apparently on drugs, and um, mm-hmm. as a final fuck you to his his ex-wives. So nobody is saying nobody wants to eulogize this guy. Nobody yep. is saying he was a good dude. <laughs> He's a bit of a tool bag, but. You know, he had a place in in the history of the internet, and that'll be forever. There, there was like a, a funny quote in the uh, in the Vice article where he was talking about like how the, the tagline was always like the internet makes you stupid, mm-hmm. right? And he was just sort of like <clears throat> he was talking about how in 1999, how the internet was still like fresh faced and like like the like the public image of the internet was very like. It's where all the answers are. There's going to be Wikipedia and the knowledge of everything on the internet. The sum total of human knowledge will be stored in a beautiful utopian, like, filing system or whatever the hell. And he was just sort of like, and he was like, I realized real early on that it was going to be full of stupid shit. So I was like, I'm going to. And go go say. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Lemon party. Yeah, exactly. He was like, I realized real early on that he was like, just looking at what happened to both, like, well, what happened and was happening on like bulletin boards and stuff like that. He's like, mm-hmm. no, the people that spend all their time on the internet are not the like saviors of humanity. They're a bunch of big, stupid idiots. That's right. I'm going to make if, a website for them. If you have never done it, you should swing by the something awful forums. I, I like, I, I can never, I was never a member. I've never been there like a super regular, but once or twice a year I would go by and there's always funny shit on there talking mm-hmm. about like current events, whatever your favorite video games, whatever movies, there's always people putting new, new interesting stuff on there and they still have the rule. It's $10. If you want to post, it's been Mm -hmm. paid forums for forever. Mm -hmm. And what is incredible, there are very, very, very few web forums that still exist, like Reddit and Facebook and, and Instagram and all that have like devoured the internet forum. Yeah. the something awful forums are still fucking top notch quality, and I think it's because they they charge that ten bucks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Makes sense. I mean, like if you're just like, oh, this is an actual community of people who care enough to pay ten dollars. Yep. Like you're you're gonna like just that that point of entry just like weeds out the like weeds out bots, weed weeds out shit posters, weeds out exactly. like no, well not shit posters because there's plenty of people for uh, oh, ten dollars yeah, no. is not a big deal and worth a couple of stupid <laughs> so when low tax was running yeah, out but, of money, but if you care enough to pay ten dollars now you're now you're you know like a shit poster <laughs> exactly he would he would put a thread saying reply to this th- thread to get banned and then people would would reply. <laughs> and he would ban them, and then they would pay ten dollars and get back in. What Something a wonderful awful. piece! What a wonderful part of the internet! Yeah, that, so that's still other... around. And I was going to say that we were just talking about that. Uh, we were trying to figure out before the show whether it or YTMND, "You're the Man Now" dog came first, and it like predates "You're the Man Now" dog by like two full years, and outlived it because "You're the Man Now" dog shut down two years ago. Yep, which is but, but it's still up. Like if you go to YTMND.com, it's yeah, I don't think you can post YTMNDs anymore, and I don't think there's like... Oh, it's like a historical thing now. Yeah, yeah, I think that it's just like... now, dog. Yeah, the hell areas. Anyway, so what, what what other tragedy? I mean, I guess, and as, as we said, low tax dying is not necessarily a tragedy, no. but it was certainly but a noteworthy a, death of the internet. Absolutely. It's a happening, and it's a character who who had an effect on your life in a weird roundabout way. I was thinking... Oh, yeah, I forgot to say it. It's The, the, the similarity... Do you remember in The Devil Wears Prada... Where that one character talks to the other character, who is the the like the main character, 
And she's like, you might not care about fashion, but you're wearing the blah, blah, blah. She has this oh, like big rant. You yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. It's like, it's like you buy the you buy the green shirt at Kmart because it was like on the runway like two years ago in France with that color. Exactly. So yeah. the memes that were generated by something awful are exactly like that. You might not have heard of the website. You might not have ever gone there, but the things you're seeing online came from there. Yeah. Like I said, even all of the the like i talked about like the keanu reeves like like the whoa like that picture and whatever like mm-hmm. like that picture like the origin of the just like the bold text same photo like reddit ran with it but all almost like half not half of them but like a huge portion of the early ones were all something awful posts totally. before they got photo completely... friday generation yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. all right so the other the other notable death story have you guys heard of the the rap man travis scott oh yes, oh my god yes so yes, have you and heard I have music? heard about the is his, his music. music it's any... not wonderful. No, what kind of music is it? Tell me. It's a little bit of that, like that, like, uh, like, blah, 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 but like mumble rap kind of thing, like him and Migos and and all them. Like he does a lot of like that. The, the monsters from triplets. Triplets. Not, when you said uh, Migo, did you mean the kidnapping monsters from Arkham Horror? No. No, Migos. I mean the three Migos. <laughs> Oh, amigos! I see. No, no, amigos. Amigos, John, amigos. <laughs> they're That's a rap group. They're they're called Migos. Five letters: M I G O S. But the it was super funny. The new the new Travis Scott track. I was like, oh, this isn't bad. And then I was like, because Kendrick is on it. And I was uh, like, yeah, because putting a, one of the most talented rappers alive on your track makes it pretty good, even if you're Travis Scott and kind of meh. He's like a very, very big deal. Like, to, I'm, I, while, while I am disparaging his rap levels, he's like, uh, like top five, like new rap act, probably, definitely, like in uh-huh. in terms of like a guy who's come out in the last couple of years, he's probably one of the biggest draws in hip hop right now. Like, it's it's insane. Well, preparing for this moment, I looked at uh, an article that was saying, despite the horror, not one of his sponsors has dropped him. God, even even McDonald's? I mean, but how, I mean, I guess, I guess maybe if if you've read up on this, how much was it his responsibility and how much was it like venue and what I meant by him, I mean, like his people personally. Yeah. How much, how much can people claim he's personally responsible for? Yeah. or, Or even like his people. You know, like like the Travis Scott Inc. You know, yeah. like how much is he personally responsible? Probably not at all. That stuff is like, if if he's anywhere near those signatures, we haven't actually talked about what happened. So I guess, no, yeah. this is great. We're just dancing around it. So yeah. Travis Scott was having a big old concert called Astro World, which is or he was at like a big uh, festival called Astro World with a bunch it's of his artists. Album is called he... Astro World. Oh, is it? Yeah. And huh. so it's like he's Astro World as a whole thing. Like he had this whole like recurring theme park stuff and all his videos and whatever. So it's like the tour based around his like not a full concept album but like it's yeah. a little concept album didn't like thing so. welly well well so at, at his astroworld show seven people were crushed to death when the crowd surged against the uh like under secured uh stage since the day of the concert a further two people have died one of them who i believe was nine years old mm-hmm um, there's a lot, a lot of young kids there because he has uh, sponsorships from Fortnite, Hasbro, Mattel, McDonald's, like young, young kids kind of stuff. Um, so how much is he personally responsible for it? Well, you know, I, I don't know exactly, but a lot of people have said quite a lot. 
And the reason is that when shit was going crazy, he was saying, yeah, 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 charge the stage. Come on, let more people in. Climb over the fences. Go crazy. You know, like he's like trying to like pump up the party. Yeah. By... And not only that, he's done that exact kind of thing in previous concerts and people have gotten hurt in previous concerts before. Mm-hmm. So there's a bit of a pattern of this which makes him look real fucking bad uh, when, when, when this happened. I think the, the security, which was like not his, it was, it was part of the venue, was apparently underfunded and underprepared for like the intensity of yeah. the crowd. So but don't, like even, don't forget though, John, he is yeah. one of the organizers of this festival. So he yeah. bears that responsibility too. It's right. not like he was just some act that signed on to do this festival. He, this was his show. This was his show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Astroworld yeah. is a Travis Scott. Yeah, but that's a but you can easily see a, like a chain of uh, lawsuit command where if you're like I'm suing Astroworld and then if the infrastructure was completely in the jurisdiction of some other company, Astroworld is like boop and just like transfers the lawsuit over totally, to the infrastructure totally. team, right? Like that's like it was super weird. Like as this was kind of going down, <clears throat> it was over at Andrews. And we were having a conversation and he was he was like, yeah, this is why I don't go to big concerts. And I was like, well, actually, and I was like at Oceaga, the they have like these special gates off on the big main stages that open up to kind of like this weird like road runoff mm-hmm. that when there's a like if that happens and there's a rush stage, they like open that off. You kind of end up nowhere, but like there's a place to like funnel out. Like, I don't know if you saw the footage or the video. Yeah. Uh, of the uh, astral thing there's just nowhere to go like if you were in the front there was just no like there's like a seething mass of people just rushing and there was no like overflow and they at, at a forty thousand person or whatever it is at oshiaga they're like yeah there's a there's a way to maybe not necessarily like prevent anything from happening but there's like a gate that they can open and it's like a huge thing on both sides that they can be like you can spill out this away to at least like have some sort of a place to go because there's like so there's just nothing it's just funneled there up are they, yeah. scientists who study crowd motion mm-hmm. dynamics specifically mm-hmm. for stuff like this mm-hmm. um, and there's an expert who wrote a spectacular article about how how this stuff works how human bodies eventually become like a fluid when they're packed dense enough where there's a sudden push over here and there's a ripple of pressure that goes through the crowd mm-hmm. And exits at a particular location. And the guy who is the world leading expert on this whole subject wrote out a spectacular article because he was called in for guess what the event was. They had a, like about 100 deaths in a crowd crush. And it was not the first time. Years before, there had been like 20 or 30 or 40 or 50. There was like 100, more than 100 people crushed to death in a crowd. What was the event? Uh, there soccer. Was rave in Germany. Nope. World Cup it's soccer. The, it's in Mecca during the Hajj. Uh, they had they had a bunch of like a bunch of uh, like bridges that all connected in at the wrong way, and then like two crowds ran straight into each other with nowhere to go, and and like people who are a kilometer away because it's packed that dense don't know that they push on a person, and that pressure goes or travels a kilometer and crushes somebody all the way at the end of it and kills them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. I mean, not cool, but like still no. kind of fascinating that you're just... horrible, but yes, fascinating in a, like, yeah. a morbid and twisted kind of way. Have, have yeah. you ever guys ever been trapped in a crowd that big? Um, I, think. I have a like, I don't know. I've, I've been to a lot of like big shows and stuff. And I was like, for the most part, I have like, not to say like a, a full danger sense, but like as soon as a crowd gets like anywhere, there's like a certain threshold where I'm like, I'm getting the hell out of here. And I've always like gotten the hell out of there and then like looked and then seen like way too many people kind of getting like squished. I've never been like trapped. 
I've always been like, I'm like, okay, I'm having a little trouble of moving my arms. I'm going to like find the path of least resistance away. I think I was oh. trapped at Edge Fest. There was Foo Fighters and um, some other crazy band, like super big band playing. Mm -hmm. I, it wasn't like bad enough to like be really badly hurt, but it's like you got a person in every corner around you. You can't even move your hands up or down around. Yeah. And then when you when you go to the side to side, it's just you, you have no control whatsoever over your your motion. Yeah, it's there. If, if, if you like, scary. yeah, I got I got trapped at a Grimskunk concert. Um, I made it through the mosh pit and got thrown forwards towards the stage. And there was no backing up because the people at the edge of the pit um, did not want to go into the pit because those dudes were throwing elbows, something fierce. And there was like maybe, maybe 10 deep people just pressed hard against the guardrails by, you know, the, the 100 or so people who were doing the mosh pit. And I saw this guy who was, turning purple because his ribs were pressed up against the stage, the, the guardrail at the, the front of the stage. And like, I could see the veins bulging out of his forehead. So I grabbed his ankles and lifted them right over the, the railing and tossed them to security. And right on. that was awesome until his friends saw me do that. And they picked me up way over their heads and chucked me <laughs> right over the railing. <laughs> and I was like, huh, now I am, I am nowhere. <laughs> out you go. <laughs> out, out I go. Yeah, I got walked yeah. to the edge, and then I was like, oh, there is no getting back to where my friends were. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to wait this out now. I'm going home. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, oh, got like an hour to kill now. <laughs> but yeah. it was not fun. And like, I'm a big dude, and there, there was nothing I could have done to stop that movement of people. Like there was, there was like pressing and hard and like, I couldn't like, Hey, I'm going to throw some, some shoulder blocks and get you to some breathing space. It was just like, there's one place for this guy to go and it is up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That sucked. Yeah. It, it's yeah. amazing to me that people died a week after like the injuries that people sustained in this event were, were pretty terrible. Yeah. Did I you mean, see I his always... apology? His apology was garbage. No, I did not oh. see his apology. It was the most... Say something about it. It's, it's him talking into his own phone, Oof, uh, obviously right. in his hands. Yeah. And it's the most, you know, crocodile tear, insincere bullshit that everyone, including people who are, I mean, not super fans, but fans of, of him were just, just like, this is trash and unacceptable. He like fake cries. He's always rubbing at his eyes. He's like, I, I can't believe this happened. I, no one could have expected this to happen. And it's like, dude, this happened to you three years ago. You, you've done this before. And part of the reason you wanted to start Astroworld is because you wanted to break these rules. Um, you, you wanted the, the insanity in the crowds. There's a guy on Reddit. Why didn't you who just said go to Gathering works. of the Juggalos? Yeah. <laughs> there was a guy on Reddit who said he worked a Travis Scott concert as a security guard. Yeah. And he was just like, yeah, he told the crowd to come at us. He, he like got on the microphone and said, don't you let these fucking security guards tell you what to do. Like, we worked for him. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. 
It was. It's been also added. apparently it's now bullshit. like now a TikTok meme of doing the voiceovers. The world is crazy. Mm. Like it's people, people lip syncing to the apology. Yes, yeah. truly. Something My fans awful. mean a world to me, and I always want to leave them with a positive experience. If at any time I could make out anything that was going on, I would stop the show and help them get the help they need. You know, I could have just never imagined this situation. Except, I mean, yeah, but I again, think he didn't stop the show. There were a ton of posts on Reddit also uh, showing like other artists who stopped shows when bad shit was happening, and then got people in, out of being in trouble. You know, yeah, there was dude, a Foo like, Fighters moment where they did that. Like yeah, that's it. I, I was at a yeah. Foo Fighter show that happened. Uh, Presidents of the United States of America, like straight up, like saw a guy like being inappropriate with a girl and stopped the show and was like, "Do you guys know each other? Do you need help? <laughs> like, yeah. is this something we need to be concerned about? <laughs> like, just s- visually seeing seeing a guy getting handsy with a girl and being like, "Hang on," like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, not people getting crushed to death, which you think would be a slightly bigger visual cue to something is up, but just like, Hey, that's, that's unusual. Like, uh, anyway. Yeah. I don't know what else there is to say, but you know, the story's still ongoing. We're going to find out if, if this guy has any consequences so far, the answer is no. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I, <clears throat> I can't imagine anything necessarily getting hung on him directly, but just because of the, like, there's a chain of blame that I guarantee you, legally speaking, he'll, he personally won't have anything and it's probably some subcontracted company to sub contracted company that like took the contract for Astro World. So someone's going to get screwed. But like will it be like how do you how do you say oh yeah that was my decision. It's going to be whoever built the stage or whoever built the setup or whatever else. That's not going to yeah. like and yeah. Anyway. yeah, I think I think just in this case he had his fingers in a lot of a lot of those pies himself hmm. so i think he's going to be more liable than he would be if it was another like ja rule didn't get in trouble record. for Firefest, didn't he no he was like i didn't oh. know anything it was this he guy. wasn't the main guy it was the other guy ja rule yeah, exactly. on later i watched two of the two of the documentaries yeah i watched that. both documentaries and also they were they were fun as hell <laughs> what a shit show it's the continually the continual doubling down of like okay we're gonna <laughs> Tell people we have Hamilton tickets and then get a bunch of money <laughs> and then use that money to like pay off these other guys that we owe. And then we're going to refund those people with this scam. And you're just like, it's just a, a chain of like lying and cons at the absolute highest level possible up to and including a music festival that doesn't exist. Like, <laughs> oh yep. man. Yeah. I mean, but hey, at least nobody died at Firefest, So not the yeah. worst. True that. Yeah, because I, I when when I read about this the the Travis Scott thing, it was there was that weird. I, I said Germany, but I think it might have just been somewhere in Europe. There was like a weird, like rave thing uh, in a like valley, and apparently like the valley only had like a narrow out passage. Like picture like three hundred, like where the three. I think it was actually out. called the Love Fest or Love Weekend, something. Yeah, like that. something like that. Yeah, that's it. And it was like basically that little pass from three hundred was like the only way out of the valley. So then when they were like, "Thank you, good night, everybody, go home," just like, I think that was like one of the biggest people dead by crowds, right? Like there was like mm-hmm. several dozen, I believe, like deaths in that. Where it's just like, oh yeah, you have like thousands and thousands of people. And then you're like channel into this one narrow, like mountain passageway and everybody's on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Who could have seen this coming? Everyone. 
Uh, so this has been bummer, bummer talk on 90s, everybody. Yeah. So, wow. so brightening things up. Mm-hmm. I've watched two movies with Timothy Chalamet in them in the last week. Ooh, I know what one of them is. I watched two. Mm-hmm. Timothy Chalamet, who I be- did, I don't think I knew existed prior to this year. Like I knew, like the name existed. Uh, yeah, we watched um, Soft Boy Space Jesus, Timothy Chalamet in Dune. Mm-hmm. Space. Yeah. So yeah, a great How, m- movie of great. My, my number one question about Dune is it doesn't tell the whole story of the first book. Correct. Does it end off even remotely satisfyingly? Kinda. I, I mean, in the way that, like, knowing that there's a second half, and I think it says, like, to be continued or something or whatever else like that. I mean, like, it, it the, the title card is Dune Part 1. I mean, I think yeah. they... Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, exactly. So it, it, it ends off when he is, like, air quotes, safe, and joins the Fremen. Which is, like, I mean, kind of, Ooh. in a way, like at least on par with say like an ending, like an empire strikes back ending, right? Where you're like, this is not an ending, but well, you're talk, like, talk about it from the character's perspective. So the framing of the story, the very, one of the very first scenes, if not the first one is his dad asking him, are you going to be a man who can lead? And then mm-hmm. at the end of the movie, he takes the ring, his dad's ring from his mother inside the tent. And he starts ordering her what to do. She says, no, we're going to go and we're going to run away. We're going to get on a, on a spaceship and get the fuck out of here. And we're going to leave yeah. Dune to the Harkonnen. And he says, no, we're going to stay with the Fremen and we're going to take back the thing. So yeah. it's, it's his like embracing. I'm going to be a leader. That's not bad. I think they, they upped the, the damage or like the suffering of Vladimir Harkonnen when mm-hmm. uh, the Duke poisons him. He's like all, you know, like he 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 has his scheme to take the the the, the, the planet back. Uh, the Duke poisons him, and then he's in the the gross bath at the end, like nursing yeah, his yeah. wounds. He's like, instead of he being inconvenienced, he's like he's down for the count, like he's badly injured. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's a good a good framing there, and then the next movie I suspect they're going to start it off after the time jump because even in the book there's like between the, the 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 first book of Dune is split up into three books. I think in between the second and the third one there's like a two or three year gap and i wonder if he's gonna just let that two or three year gap go and then start with like the full-on fremen raids on house harkonnen Mm -hmm. uh, at the start of the third one yeah like it might be like a voiceover thing or whatever like some some they might like they might do like a uh like in the last since we last met and then like they like you know talk you through what happened sure now we're raiding house harkonnen I liked it because yeah, you've you've read it a lot more recently than I have. I was like trying to trying to piece it together, and it was like definitely high school. And then I had the like sad realization that like definitely high school meant potentially twenty two years ago. <laughs> so <Yep. laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> that's been a while. So like a lot of a lot of stuff was really really shady. And even then, I also don't think I've watched like a sat down entirety of even the David Lynch version. Like I remember mm. it on at the Treehouse at some point, and we were kind of like, ho ho ho. Like, I remember some of the bits, like, namely Sting wearing just, like, a weird, like, front underwear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sting wearing front underwear. Fields of gold. <laughs> yeah, and and stuff like that. Like, I remember some of the, like, awful bits of it. Mm-hmm. Like, the funny parts, but I absolutely do not remember kind of, like, sitting down and... I also remember the nonstop voiceovers. That really stuck out. Just, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, and every I mean... character just doing a lot of voiceovers. 
So this new Dune movie is two and a half hours long, and it does mm-hmm. half of the first book. The original Dune movie was two hours and 15 minutes, and it did uh, the whole thing. Well, but it didn't, right? Like, the, the, the David Lynch cut was apparently, like, five hours. Like, really? Mm-hmm. Man, I would love to see that. Like, it was terrible. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and apparently, like, there's even certain versions of that, the, the 80s Dune, like that are attributed to a completely different director, right? Like there's like versions where there's like Dune directed by like some dude. And it's like, and if you look up who that guy is, he's like basically like a Hollywood, uh, like for the most part, like movie editor, but like they, they hatcheted it up so much that they actually gave like the editor a directing credit. Cause it was like, that's how cut to pieces were. Like if this was, if, if David Lynch's Dune came out now, we would presumably have like an angry mob of people on Twitter doing like release the Lynch cut. And then we'd get the full five hours of it on HBO max. <laughs> but like, by, by all accounts, apparently a, even David, Lynch, David Lynch, Lynch at the, at yeah. the end, like he's disavowed the movie now, but like now yeah, exactly. in the, having had a long career, I wonder what he would do with the, with the, with the IP. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's like, and even he said, he's like n- nowhere. He's like, Hey, it was like a rough cut. It was nothing there. And he's like, to his knowledge, he's like, so much of it was destroyed and like he he's just done with it like anything that has apparently ever come up with it like the he's like it doesn't exist at that but like the the rough cut that so like he filmed potentially five hours worth of stuff to put into a film and then it apparently got hatched up and whatever else but yeah so this is uh i don't know i your thoughts john on the film june yeah i think you know, like as a as a blockbuster film experience, I, I think it might leave you a little less than excited. It's a very, you know, it's the 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 Dune book. A hundred and twenty or hundred thirty pages out of the start of it is like very slow paced world building. It's like mm-hmm. it takes a long time to get going before it no does get going. Kidding. And when it gets going, it's really good because the word world building is done with a certain finesse. This movie being half of that book, therefore, is like more than half of the movie is just that that whole long, slow world building sequence. And it even knowing what they're trying to do with every single scene. And like I've read the book six or seven times. I've seen the Dune, the Lynch version a couple of times. I even watched the space version like mm-hmm. Dune. Dune is I, I love it. So like sitting there watching it, I was like a little disappointed. I wanted, I wanted to see it flow a little bit better. I was like happy for, would have been happy for a little more excitement, but upon reflecting on it and the attention to detail that um, Villeneuve put into it, I think I'm like warming more and more up to it. I'm like happy that he took the time to do all of that stuff. Right. And there were little things that never get spoken about in the movie, but that are just happening off in a corner of the screen and show that he's got the attention to detail to do that. That is going to do everything right. I think the second movie is going to be fucking such, such as Eliminate such as me. I'll give you one. So the, they didn't even mention the word last gun, but there was a last gun in the movie, which they, which is when um, Paul and Jessica are running away from the Sardaukar who were showing up. They were like in, in the base just at the end of the movie. And they mm-hmm. start lasering through the wall with a weapon that's called a las gun that it's just like, you see them dodging around the beam as they like duck underneath it to cross from one side of the door to the other. And it's just like this incredibly f- narrow path of lights cleaving through the gigantic stone mm-hmm. door. I thought that was fucking badass. Or the, um, the, when they're having coffee, they mention having a coffee service many times in the book. They don't ever describe exactly what a coffee service looks like, but in the, 
in the movie, they show them all spitting into a central urn and then the, their mm -hmm. spit goes through the coffee maker and they each get like four little drops of coffee out of the bottom of it. And it's spice mm -hmm. coffee. Magnificent. They talk, they, they talk about the, the home <laughs> of the star department. So John is like, long story short. That is what Deb and I do to start our morning. Spit into Mr. Coffee, and then he uses our moisture to bring us spice coffee. It's part so of just it's... just to recap why I'm not a fan of Dune is because of <laughs> I don't like spit coffee. tiny tiny thread lasers and spit coffee ceremonies. <laughs> Okay, I'll give you another one. So the, they, they mentioned the Sardaukar are the Emperor's shock troops. They're these super yeah. badass soldiers, kill fucking everything, kill everybody all the time. Well, they, in the book, they go into why are the Sardaukar such badasses. And the reason is that um, it, was, it was the Emperor's prison planet called Seleucus Secondus where they would send all of the worst prisoners. They dump them all onto this shitty planet that has shitty weather all the time, all these violent prisoners everywhere. And where does he get his shock troops from? Well, actually, the terrible environment on Seleucus Secondus is like a, a, it's like a crucible where only the toughest, most badass, ruthless killers emerge from there. And they are they are like conditioned into being his servants as the Sardaukar. There's a there's a parallel, right? Which is Dune is also a crucible. The the in, the weather is impossibly difficult, constant violence from the from the ruling people, and that's why the Fremen are such badasses. They live in this crucible, and they're 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 like honed to warrior perfection, being okay. there. And there's a similarity between these two environments, and it's why the Emperor doesn't want anybody competent in charge of Dune. He keeps putting the Harkonnen there because they're fucking terrible and they, they screw everything up. Yeah, because they don't want the Fremen uprising. Well, and it's not the Fremen. The Fremen are never going to uprise on their own, but they, they he knows that if you have a crucible, you can build the perfect army out of it or like the, the yeah. like ruthless well, yeah, they're not gonna, like They just want to be left alone, but I mean, and spoilers for the rest of the Dune series, like... They don't. They become... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a, a, they don't get yeah. left alone, but also like they're, they're, they're badass warriors bar none on the galaxy in a one-on-one, -on -one, right? Like, that's the whole Yeah. So there's, there's one scene where they show Seleucus Secondus. You know, it's like raining, mm -hmm. and there's all those guys being crucified on there, and these rivers of blood coming out of their body, and the Sardaukar yeah. all painting themselves with blood. I thought that was expertly done. It looked so cool. Yeah, I thought it looked looked real cool. Yeah. Like, that was that was it, and it was just, like I said, real slow. And, yeah, uh, yeah like, I, I talked to Andrew and Alex about it, who had, they had both never read the book. What did they think? They and they were both like, oh, like I, I, I feel they're. It's lucky in the sense that like we have had, of, as weird as it is to say, like we've had like Harry Potter or whatever, right? Where it's like mm -hmm. that's an eight film series, or we've had like the Marvel movies that have like built up to the Infinity Gem. So like they as non, non readers, they were like, oh yeah, this is the setup movie, and there's going to be crazy shit later, and so they were yeah. like okay with it, and I think that that probably wasn't true maybe like 15 20 years ago like if you just watched a movie where you're like the a whole movie is going to set up something later you'd be like what are you talking about but now like we live in a world where you're like we had a 20 movie build up to thanos right you know you like yeah all those movies had their own action but i think that we're like kind of conditioned to be like yeah. oh this was build up and that's okay you know like the first harry potter movie was like yeah the first harry potter movie is like a really a kids movie but you know like it builds up to the like big showdown and it doesn't necessarily stop being a kids movie. It starts being for teens, but like right. we're used to that, like, ep like building on it in film. So they seem to be yep. like just down. They were like, "Yeah, this is the building one." So it was the anti Star Wars. 
if you think how Star Wars is just like pure glitz and rampagey action and none of it none of it fucking makes any sense. Yeah. This movie was paced the exact opposite of that. Yeah. I'm gonna take it slow. Maybe. I think I think serious. The, the best one is there's some I think there's a middle ground where that's better than both of them. <laughs> but <laughs> that's <laughs> is that is that middle ground Mad Max? Yes. Kind of, in a weird way. That's a different movie. Sure. So speaking no. of, so speaking of uh, glitzy uh, action movies that are the opposite of anything Denis Villeneuve does, mm-hmm. uh, I saw Shang Chi: The Legend so of the Ten Rings. I. And I was going to talk about Timothy Chalamet first. You no, 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 indeed. no! I had a perfect setup there. Yeah, but I introduced two Chalamet movies. Do, I watched Shang Chi. I want to hear. Yeah, it. Go, yeah, go, but go, you, also, you also brought up. Did you guys? Did you like it? Uh, I had I a real the good first time forty-five it. minutes. Really. For the first 45 minutes, I was like, oh, cool. Marvel's doing like a kung fu movie, and this is really fun. And oh, now there's big dragons fighting each other, and they're flying around going pew, 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 and shoot them. Get out of here. Kung fu stuff. <laughs> kung fu stuff, great. The fight scene on the bus, amazing. Fight scene yeah. on the, uh, what do you call it? The scaffolding, the scaffolding outside the building in Macau, amazing. And then they go to a magical land, and there's dragons fighting each other in midair and flying around. And I was like, I don't care anymore. This was cool when it was a kung fu movie. I just let me, did not let me give back you any up. shits. Let me back you up a little bit. Those first 45 minutes I spent going, man, the guys who made Iron Fist must be really sad now. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like someone there knows how to do this stuff. It was super cool. Super like, cool kung fu. A guy from a magical land who was trained to do kung fu since he was little and is good at it. Yeah. Op- the opening scene where uh, I... I kept calling him Mandarin in my head, but he, his real name, because Mandarin is derogatory, as they call that in the game, in the game, in the show. <laughs> in the show and then they bring back Ben Kingsley, which was also some laws. Did you watch the, the how he ended up there on Disney Plus? No, but I read it. Okay, there's like a 15 minute. Yeah, like a Disney 15 minute special. Post, of post him Iron being Man in three. Yeah. yeah. But he mean he explains it. He, he, he explains it that he was captured to be killed and then kind of becomes the court jester for what what is his name scott oh man in the comic books it's fu manchu and it's even worse (laughs) (laughs) uh i'll i'll look it up vamp yeah it's definitely i mean it's mandarin it's like the real mandarin who controls the ten rings the ten rings are not actually like the ten rings of mandarin that you might know from the comics which all have like separate powers they're just ten magic rings that give one power and it's smashing shit his character's name is chu Wai. Chi Y. Is yeah. he played uh, by Ben Kingsley? No. So, but you remember in Iron Man 3, there was like that whole plot line where it was like Ben Kingsley was the Mandarin and, we, it, was like and it was nobody. And it was like a fake yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in this movie, it is revealed that that character from Iron Man 3 has was kidnapped and was ultimately going to be executed by Mandarin. But then he like kind of was amusing. So now he's just sort of like his court jester in the Ten Rings. That's amazing. <laughs> so like Ben Kingsley's just around. Has a great moment in uh, like the final climactic battle scene where there's like, like it's just like panning across like the carnage and a bunch of like dead things and his little like magical creature pet runs up to him and is like, mm, and even play like little like sad music. And it's very much like the Ewok scene where like the Ewok's about to like notice that his little friend is dead. And Ben Kingsley just pops up and he's just sort of like, I'm acting like I'm dead and you should do the same. And then just like lies back down again. <laughs> and the little creature just like tips over on his side. And I'm like, yeah, cause this guy's not a hero. He's just an actor who like invoked <laughs> the wrath of the Mandarin at one point. Yeah. 
and that's it. Yeah, no, I liked um, it a lot. I thought I thought they did the thing that when Marvel does it, it makes their movies good. They introduced a villain who had a motivation that you could understand, even though you didn't agree with it. It was also very dumb. My wife's I mean, back there, and not an unspeakable evil, even though there's an entire tribe of people who protect the unspeakable evil behind that wall. I'd like to break the wall. I think my wife is back there. Okay. I don't, yeah, you're but the, they are. You're the you're the you're a thousand year old eternal warlord guy, and you're like, yeah. They had already rejected him, even though he had decided to become good. Yeah. So why would he think that they were trustworthy or good themselves? He's like, I'm, I'm good. I've lived my life now to be good. That wall was there beforehand. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, was did he know that? I don't think he knew that. Yeah, I guess he was they, definitely hearing her voice. Hmm. But I mean, it was kind of, it was still kind of crap. Like his motivations were just sort of, sort of dumb. No, I liked it a lot. I don't know. I, I, I just don't buy the like. I'm a thousand years old, but I'll fall for this, even though they're like, dude, he's, not, she's not there, and he's like, yeah, she is. I'm 1,000 years old, and I trust myself, and I don't think that a mystic power could trick me. I'm like, you have mystic powers all over your rings. Anyway, it was weird. <laughs> I, like I said, didn't, didn't hate it, and like the, the villain having, a motiva- having any motivation, I dug. But then he wasn't even the real villain. He gets redeemed, and then it's a big soul-sucking dragon that doesn't even have was the motivation That's the real villain. As That's well true. developed as the motivation of Starro the Conqueror. <laughs> No, Star of the Conqueror is a better villain. Okay, yes, great. Yes, absolutely. That's that's an easy, <laughs> easy yes. <laughs> I mean, easily. <laughs> Star of the Conqueror is the best villain in any comic in, in book adaptation. Any comic book and movie. Basically, definitely a top five. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, exactly. Then, yes, yeah, uh, Mandarin redeems himself, and then the real bad guy is a giant soul-sucking dragon that they need to fight another, have another dragon to fight. And these are all CG dragons punching each other. And yep. it's the dumbest. And it's the Fuck absolute it. dumbest. I was hey, like, you know what? You know what, Keith? Stop that. Because you know, who the, you know who the number one main villain was? It wasn't an evil kung fu master. All right. We've had way too many superhero movies where the main villain at the end is the negative version of the hero. That's true. And I'm, I'm glad it wasn't that. It, yeah. it wasn't another guy in an iron suit. And it wasn't another super soldier from the past and for sure i i, I don't but a cg dragon that's not yeah, that's fighting not fighting up. the good guy dragon that did live inside of uh, shang chi it didn't live inside of shang chi it lived yeah, in the, he said, of the lake. He, said he said the blood of our dragon flows through your veins and then he like breathes the water while he's falling into the lake and the dragon is like hello so because it lived at the bottom of the lake yeah but it's also it the was there inside of him so it was still the evil negative version of the dragon that he, you know, from his homeland. Nah. Also, <laughs> Wong versus the Abomination was amazing. Wong versus Abomination was hilarious. Um, why did Wong need Aquafina at the end? Also, she's like both of you. And she's like, mm. there's no point in that. Is she anyone? <laughs> Is no. She I mean, I don't know. I don't. I haven't read a whole ton of Shang Chi comics, but I mean. She's definitely a great chronicler. Yeah, <laughs> what's going to happen? She's super fun. like she's funny. She had a fanny pack. She bet mm-hmm. against Shang Chi. Won some money. She's great. Yep. Ronnie Chang also hilarious. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, John, you uh, know Ronnie Chang from the the Daily Show? 
He's nope. their Asian affairs correspondent. Okay. He's very buttoned down, straight laced kind of kind of comedian. He almost always performs in, in a suit and tie. Like, uh... yeah, he's almost Republican looking, and mm-hmm. they made him into a what, like triad looking street thug with yeah, like hip hop hip hop triad street thug. Does he pull it off? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's it in Shang-Chi's sister inheriting the Ten Rings was cool. Mm-hmm. Stealing Razor Fist's stupid car was cool. <laughs> <laughs> His dumb electric car with Razor Fist tagged on the side. <laughs> yeah, there are absolutely fun moments in the whole thing. But it was working when it was a kung fu movie, and then it stopped working when it became just a giant Marvel set piece. CG monstrosity. Why like do they this. not learn? I feel like we've been making these complaints. People have been complaining about these movies for like five years now that they all degenerate into gigantic CG punch fests. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do they keep doing that? Black Widow. Black Widow did and it didn't. Like they're on a like an airship that explodes as they're fighting. But don't they fight people while they're falling off of the airship? I think I saw clips from this. A little bit. I mean, I, don't also, know. I, don't know. I really like those last two movies. I like Black Widow. I like Shang-Chi. There's also the cool thing that I was like when I was telling Sarah, where I was like, just like the, like, and, and the creators of Shang-Chi, like, very much lean into it. Like, when someone, like, gets, like, kicked and, like, flies across the area, the combat arena, and, like, smashes into something... They don't fly like the normal Marvel movie way. They kind of like their bodies tilt, assume a position and then fly and hit something like in a Kung Fu movie, (laughs) which I was like, I was like, my brain is so much more like happy to see that than to see a guy kind of like realistically fly a hundred feet and hit a tree. No, like hit rotate 90 degrees into a weird position and then clearly be like strung along by wires into a tree. I'm like, yeah, that's how you fly across when you get kicked because that's a Kung Fu movie that like. I had so much more patience for that like stupid combat in the guise of a kung fu film. In the yeah, and then like I said, the stupid stupid CG thing. I just I just checked out and stopped caring 100%. It was like a bummer because otherwise I was having a lot of fun. Yeah, but where would you have gone with it? Like what would the stakes have been? What would the what? What would the stakes have been? Just a kung fu fight. It'd be a big kung fu fight like so here, uh, the soul suckers are actually like 500 dudes that steal the soul and Shang-Chi needs to like kung fu all of them. And then it's like that movie that you watch and it's like a two-hour one-take fight scene. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's that. With no dialogue. With no dialogue. Yeah, but I'm just saying it could have just been like a really like a really epic like army of undead that he has to soul-sucking things that he has to fight through and whatever. Like it could have could still be a big epic fight but just make it kung fu and not CG dragons flying around. Sure, I can see that. Like, if, if the last half of the movie was a hyper-compressed 300. Yeah, that'd have been super cool. Sure. Like, it would have had as much stakes and whatever going on, and I wouldn't have to deal with dragons flying around. Like, mm-hmm. it was just, it was a bummer. But I like, do we want to rank Dune and Shang-Chi, since two of us have seen both? We should. Yeah. They're new. The Gasp. I, I don't know how keen that. John is to watch Shang-Chi, and I'm, I'm not super keen to watch Dune, so. Yeah, I ain't gonna watch that. That stuff. It's, I mean, it's not super worth it. I mean, the first 45 minutes are cool. There's a fight scene on a bus that, like, the bus is kind of, like, careening around uh, San Francisco while Shang-Chi fights, like, a thing of goons. It's, like, a super cool kung fu fight. 
And then there's a fight scene in the rafters. TikTok influencer on it is amazing. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. There's there's like this like heavy set dude who's just sort of like he's like, oh, there's a throwdown on the bus. Um, I've actually uh, studied a little bit of martial arts, so I'm going to grade their performance as they fight, like just (laughs) doing like the live stream. Uh, So where are we at? We're going to do Dune first. Yeah, let's do Dune yeah. first. So I'm just going to start off and say that the old Dune is on 178. Oh, good. I mean, I was, I was already into, like, top 100. Easy. The new uh, – the other – the place that I would start talking about this is Arrival, which is at number 60, and I liked this much more than Arrival. Yeah. It, and, in mm-hmm. fact, I would say I preferred this to Annihilation by Mr. Alex Garland, but we're in the right zone around there. <sighs> Man, Avengers Infinity War should be freaking lower than that. Yeah. No, Infinity War was good. Yeah, but like, Endgame, was... Endgame wasn't as good. Endgame was bad, but like Infinity War right under Black Panther. Endgame, Endgame. is above Infinity War. What is That's this? Wrong. <laughs> That's wrong. That's <laughs> wrong. Even the problem quote, Thanos that... and Dragons, man. How do they work? See? It's nonsense. The problem is that we watch these Marvel movies when we're still excited about them. And you don't go back and watch them when you're like cold, you know, and you're like, oh, God, these are purple CG goons punching each other all fucking for an hour and a half. I'm shocked that Endgame that got that high because I did not enjoy it the first time around. <clears throat> Same. I liked Infinity War better. Something weird happened there. Yeah. Um, to me, the absolute ceiling that uh, Dune cannot get past is <laughs> can get pretty ah it's so weird because it was like dull this here. is where i'm like i'm like i'm having fun in some of these movies here we go let's compare it to this something dull and long and felt filmed through a gold filter logan is at number 40 it's below logan all right really yeah. i think so because I mean, Logan again, great. The, the, you're, also, you're the the Dune and Dune and Otto, though. Like, yeah, you're you're going to be true. pushing it for higher. I was like, like Logan, I liked I liked Logan a lot because probably for the same reason you like Dune, which is that like it gave it gave kind of like send off to a character that was like done dirty in the other films, <laughs> like kind of like fixed him. Man, I don't care about that. It was, it was a boring movie. I like I like Logan a lot. Uh, I can't see Dune getting by Heather's. Can't see Dune getting by Heather's. It might go between, like, and in Bruges also seems kind of right. It it was a beautiful movie. Absolutely. Every scene looked incredible. And I never want to watch it again. Really? Man, I want to watch it again right now. You're a huge Dunophile. And I have no interest in watching it at all. (laughs) That has to count for something. <laughs> it, Man. If it is a list from the 90s. I, I don't even trust Villeneuve to do much more than make every scene easy to screenshot and use as your wallpaper. Which it absolutely can. It, it's it, like that. Which is that fine. Happened. That's yeah. great. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's, that's, that's artistry. But I don't know if I want to watch three hours of wallpapers. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if that's the absolute highest that it can go, then we're putting it right there. Putting it under Heather's? Yep. Yeah, like it can't get past Timeless Classic Whatever Stand By Me. Yeah, sure it can. Stand By Me is not as good a movie as Dune was. <laughs> if this was a John list, I could see it going higher. You better believe it. But, like, 
it's yeah, it's just like I said, it's it suffers from a lot of the the other stuff where it's like and we need to like hack some of these Marvel movies down, but whatever. Yeah, we really do. <clears throat> when are we gonna do that? Why don't we do it next next week? We'll do the like a list the whole show that's just list reordering. I mean I feel like that sounds like kind of garbage time. But I think we should do is we should here's the approach that I'm saying. I think we should take all of the like superhero stuff out. Like not like remove it permanently from the list, but for our own edification and then like rank it separately and then be like, where is the highest? And then we can like reseed them. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know That's what I mean? Like crazy. Yeah. Where it's just like, we can be like, and now where does this, this is, we just agreed on all of the superhero movies on this list. This is the best one. Where does that one go? How much worse is that one? And we can kind of like reseed it, seed mm-hmm. things down. Cause yeah, I think that the, just the, the superhero movies in general need to be, they're out of control and they need to go down. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, the one thing that we, I think got right was that Thor Ragnarok is on the top. And I think that that might be the best superhero Marvel movie there is. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, undoubtedly, and it's the least Marvel movie of them. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, yeah. right underneath it, it, not two spots down is into the spider verse which, which is also, also also i think really correctly, good. <laughs> correctly located yeah. those i think are, are right but then it, then things get wonky you know Where's guardians two above logan above homecoming what's good though they're not even in our top 30 movies right thor ragnarok is at number 31 i feel really yeah. happy about that there's like not a lot of internet lists of good movies that haven't been penetrated by these these <laughs> films we did it and i use that word in the dirtiest sense okay so what was your other Shang Chi, uh, Shang Chi, yeah, not anywhere near some of these Marvel movies. <laughs> I'm, just... I'm looking at like number seventy-five, Wonder Woman, Ready Player One, that's maybe cool. a little bit higher, like Black Widow's there, and that's very comparable. Uh, um, Fucking Ready Player One. That one's also too high. Yes, yeah, it sure is. I see. I would put it underneath. It loses like it has to go. It has to go under Compare. Pacific. Here, listen. It has to go under by law. Has to go under Pacific Rim because a movie that just ends up with two giant kaiju just smashing into each other and it did not deliver as well as Pacific Rim on that fight, that climactic fight. Okay, but it not. has to. It has to go above the Joker because I did not want to <laughs> go drink a stiff glass of whiskey. Just to wash the taste of the movie out of my mouth. So maybe it goes between Pacific Rim and The Joker. And again... And it does. So there's only one movie between them on the list. It's Lego the Lego Batman, Batman movie. <laughs> so is it better or worse than Lego Batman? I would say worse. I would say better. John, I need your input here. Worse. I like... I, I don't know, man. I like Lego and all of this malarkey about watching CG dragons punch each other. It doesn't sound fun to me at all. It's It's... it's it's just like I cannot possibly endorse a movie that's third act is like like if if it's less insane in many ways if like Guardians of the Galaxy has a third act with giant like space monsters fighting because you're like yeah that's like their thing but I'm like you set up a kung fu movie just have the ending be a kung fu fight like a really cool freaking kung fu fight it is so sad that that is not how the movie went I don't understand it's like you supposed know? to be a kung fu movie it was and it, and like it's even dude like the opening sequence where um mandarin fights shang chi's mom is like super like right like ripped a page right out of crouching tiger hidden dragon 
the like yeah, the bus it looks scene. like House of Flying Daggers. Yeah, it's a, the the bus scene is is a very uh very akin to like any Jackie Chan any number of a Jackie like Jackie Chan Rumble in the Bronx yeah. style thing like catching people with his coat and like doing whatever else like like flipping using environment stuff and like cool. the bus poles and all that stuff. The fight on the scaffolding was a lot like the scaffolding fight in Once Upon a Time in China. Like yep. it's like nothing but kung fu movies all through all this stuff and then you're like mm, big dragons flying around blue 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 shooting lasers or whatever Get the fuck out of here like <laughs> it's just the dumbest i was like i, I wonder don't know if that plays well in foreign markets if that's part of why they did it like, well i mean I, i've heard that stuff more about the big the big giant set piece fight phenomena whatever is is that which is regardless of how well or nuanced or poorly translated your film is you just like send people home with a big like kaboom like right so oh, and john you want to talk about appealing to foreign markets sure the opening scene is filmed in chinese the oh, characters good, huge portions of the movie are in chinese like... yeah. they don't they don't speak english for no reason when they're all chinese is characters it, is it in china speaking to each other yeah it's subtitled amazing but they don't they don't like randomly switch to English for yeah. reasons that are completely unnecessary. Like they, and they even, it's also like on point for a Kung Fu movie. Right. Yeah, yeah of course. Having I mean, like, and they even, very even, different for an, a Marvel American movie. Yeah. yeah and they, and even the, they, they add the POV character, uh, Aquafina's character to be like, she is also of like Chinese descent, but is like, I'm rusty kind of thing. Like, so they speak English for her benefit. Like when she's around, so like that's how they sort of like the they write their ways out of it. But it's also kind of neat that it's not just like the white guy needs you to speak English now. It's like it's like no, it's actually like an Asian American who has like lost some of her cultural heritage or whatever. So she's like rusty in her native language, like that. That kind of it's yeah, fun. I dug that a lot. Yeah, I like that. <clears throat> if so, yeah, in that regard, like honestly, outside of Ben Kingsley no white people in the movie oh and razor fist and razor fist yeah that's it like yeah like a 99 percent. has ben uh, kingsley been canceled for wearing brown face when he played gandhi no no okay he was knighted for that it would be really <laughs> tough <laughs> <laughs> like, all right come on <laughs> just imagine him hauling in front of the court and the worst part the is the... knighted him yeah <laughs> So when when the big uh, <laughs> when the big evil dragon pops out or whatever, and I was like, man, is that supposed to be like Fing Fang Foom? And Sarah was like, that's racist. And I was like, it really, really is. And I feel bad for saying it out loud, but that's but actually that's the, the name. name of the character. <laughs> like, it's not. It's not Fing Fang Foom. But because they the named dragon a big... is not wearing pants. <laughs> but they named a big dragon Fing Fang Foom. I was like, oh, Marvel. She's like, is that his real name or is that just something racist you said? I'm like, that was his real name. And I was like, can't possibly. I'm like, and even if it is, they're certainly not calling him that anymore. <laughs> but it wasn't. It was an evil soul. All right, all right. Rank it so we can. Oh, we did. It's above Lego Batman. All right. No, below Lego Batman. Below. Below Lego Batman. Uh, I guess this was 90s. We could have talked about the French Dispatch, but like, this has been an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to watch that one, so. Hey. See you in Garbage Time, where we'll talk about... Um... Hangman Adam Page. I haven't seen it yet, though. Oh. Well, I know what happened. Bad. And I saw the... <laughs> um...
the message from the desk of Hangman Adam Page is transcribed by an intern at 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Drunkenly. <laughs> uh, bye, everybody. Thank you. Hi. Thanks for sticking around to the very end of this show. That means you're our number one fan. As our number one fan, maybe you're wondering a way that you can show your support for this. We've set up a few ways, and the boys are going to tell you about it now. If you like this show, you might know other people that like this show, or maybe they'll like some of the other stuff that we're doing on the website. If that's the case, you can tell them all about it using all of the social networks, like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all of those. Or you could just you know, send people links directly to the website. Or if you live in a world without the internet and you only listen to podcasts, you can tell people about it with your human mouth. There's other ways we could support us, John. If your interest in supporting us extends to the financial section, you might consider patreon.com slash 9to5cc. If you go there, you can get perks like early content, you can get your questions answered on the air, and you can get extra art. We've been doing this show for a long time, so we kind of know what we're doing. Not really. 905.cc. <laughs> Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.